Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, we've heard some impressive uh, numbers already from uh, the amazing moderator. Oh, yeah, numbers. Numbers yes, are so yes. important. Yeah, I'm also going to ask you the first question about the number 50, which is the uh, amount of albums that you have actually released. Is that true? Because it's look, somewhere. I don't know the number. You know, and I put out EPs, and I put out singles, and I'm just dropping music all the time. There's music I've put out that's only in a YouTube video yeah. and nowhere else yet. So, but in terms of, I guess, what you find, how many little squares you find on my Spotify page, it's approaching 50. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's really 50, like just for the reference, you know that Rolling Stones, for example, has less, less than 30 albums. Right, yeah. <laughs> and just so they better catch four. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm always putting out something and uh, it would be fun to, to maybe set a record one day, but that's not the, that's not the goal, really. It's just that I have that, much, that, that many ideas that I want to get out there. But is the secret that uh, you've got artificial intelligence working for you, doing all the job? <laughs> it would be nice. I've only worked with AI um, in, in one capacity, really, which is a project I did with Magenta, which is a kind of team at Google that is really focused on how AI can inform art making uh, in, in all different kinds of artistic disciplines, visual arts, music. So I was working with uh, this team that had created a synthesizer that can analyze any two sounds and then combine them in different amounts, uh, which was really fascinating. You can dial in, you know, I want 10% of this cat meow and 90% trumpet and it'll make this new sound that's in between those two. And uh, so I was creating music with them uh, using that technology. Um, but yeah, AI is actually starting to pop up everywhere in music. There's yeah. AI that will compose and produce music. There's AI that will master songs for you. Um, the distribution platforms are using AI to better tailor your feed, you know, in YouTube or Spotify to hopefully bring you music that you didn't know you wanted. So, uh, what brought you 140 million views on YouTube? How did it happen? Uh, well, I've been on YouTube for a long time. Um, is anyone here a subscriber? Okay, sweet. Um, yeah, I've been doing YouTube since 2010, when I started posting more regularly. And my content's really shifted and changed over the years uh, because I'm, I'm always interested in experimenting and trying new things. Uh, but it's always been focused around music, and um, I grew an audience by experimenting with different ways to make music. Uh, one of the biggest things was creating music using unorthodox sound sources, so I would sample uh, a thousand pairs of pants. I got a thousand pairs of pants and I would make as many sounds as I could with them and then I built a track out of that, or I made a song using only sounds uh, from balloons. Uh, or water, um, a rubber chicken, like weird things like that. And that, you know, is, is perfect internet fodder. And so I'd get these little uh, semi-viral spikes to my YouTube channel. And that's uh, initially how I started growing on the platform. But then more recently, in the last two years, I started opening up about my process and really doing mm. some deep dives about how exactly I create, uh, what the tools are that I use, uh, what my process is like, and, and even the, the struggles with that, and uh, how, you know, how challenging it can be sometimes. And, and that's really when my channel took off in a more organic way, mm. where um, you know, the, 
the audience was starting to share my work more, the YouTube algorithm was recognizing that people stayed on my videos for longer or binged on my channel for longer, which then propagated my videos even more in their um, search and suggested algorithms. So uh, yeah, it was really about finding a format where I could communicate ideas that resonated with a lot of people. So basically, you took them backstage or kind of in the very center uh, of your music lab and kind yeah. of you showcasing different experiments that you had with music. Yeah, exactly. It was, it's been really cool to, to share about that because there are so many weird things that I have done in my music that I would never have guessed that other people would be interested in. Um, and it started because I, to celebrate reaching 300,000 subscribers a couple years ago, I thought maybe a ridiculous thing I could do would be try to fit 300,000 notes into one song. And so that's when I realized I would need to do some kind of explanation about what went into this, how I approached it, why you're hearing this song the way it is, because uh, it sounds a little strange and also, if I don't tell you that there's 300,000 notes in it, you're never going to know. You're just going to hear a flurry of stuff happening. And so I really got into my process, and it was a little bit uh, nervous, nerve-wracking for me. I, you know, I had this piece of music that I really wanted to share, but I, the video starts with like three or four minutes of me just talking. And I'm like, is anybody going to care about this? And it turns out that that became one of the best parts of my format, is intriguing people about how I, uh, what I put into my music and, and what might be different about it or what they might not notice just from listening to it uh, that allows them to appreciate it even more when they do hear it. Mm. Do you think we're kind of entering uh, a totally different stage in music industry? Uh, for example, there was a period when streaming services has changed quite a lot of uh, uh, processes yeah, in, in the industry. And uh, the, the way music engages uh, with the, the audiences, right? how artists uh, kind of get exposure <laughs> for different mm -hmm. playlists, for example. You don't need to even um, kind of release an album. <laughs> You can release songs separately, and because people consume songs nowadays, yeah, not, they don't listen to the full album, even. Yeah, that's something that's a bit sad for me. I do really love the album format. I love the idea that an artist can make a fuller uh, statement, uh, that they can tie multiple songs together that uh, you know, feel like they belong together, that share uh, themes, um, either sonically or lyrically. Um, so that's still something that I really am holding on to. I like the album format. But it's definitely true that the majority of listeners now are um, listening to one song at a time. They're listening on Shuffle. They're listening to Spotify playlists. And they're getting these recommendations. Um, so it's, it's changed definitely music consumption. But it's also changed the way that artists have to release. And there's a lot more people just doing a single at a time for a long time before they do a, a longer format release. Uh, there are people who produced specifically for some of these hotter Spotify playlists because if you find that, that right tone that gets you picked up by the um, chill guitar moods playlist or whatever, and you end up on there and you're just on rotation for, for millions of plays, um, that is a new way that we haven't seen before that artists are breaking now. And so, uh, yeah, there are people who specifically try to capture like, oh, what is this vibe of this playlist that is um, really popular right now that a lot of people go to to find their new music. What about you? When do you decide uh, when you need to, to release a, a song or an album? Uh, yeah, I've managed to find my own weird way. Uh, because I'm writing so much and, and recording and releasing so much, uh, 
the thing that has been really working lately and that I've been enjoying lately is this YouTube format where uh, for a long time I was publishing two videos a week. Now I'm uh, on a bit looser of a schedule, but it's, it's not too far from that. Uh, but it's really fun for me and I'm able to share any idea that I want. You know, now that I have this vlogging format, uh, I can take people behind the scenes and I could, if I wanted to, share about just one specific detail of a song, like, why did I put this little bell noise at that moment in the song? I could make a whole video about that if I wanted to, or, or you know, I just find the interesting angles of every song. So if it's a song where I only wrote one piece of music, I could still potentially get four weeks of content out of it by, by just choosing what I was inspired by to share, uh, you know, choosing to share uh, the production process, the instruments I used, or any of these things, any of these stories behind the music. But then at the same time, if I'm really inspired, I can just so quickly uh, share a brand new piece of music. There's times where I've put myself through challenges where I try to make an entire song in like an hour. And uh, I, I write that, I film that, it's out the next day, it's in front of 200,000 people in 24 hours, and uh, that's just... I, there, there's no better way for me to, to release music and um, you know, even with the speed that you can get something on iTunes now, you can't do that. You can't connect to an audience that quickly like you can uploading a YouTube video uh, when you have that, that audience built up. Hmm. Can you take us actually through all the stages from when you start thinking about the idea yeah, of creating music, then uh, kind of implementing different artificial intelligence techniques, <laughs> or like uh, when you produce uh, a track yeah, or an album or a video, and then when you distribute it yeah, on social media and promote it, like what's the process actually, and how long does it take? <laughs> right. I guess um, there are a lot of different things involved in the process, and you can kind of... Um, well, I, at least, I do kind of make it what I want. So some songs end up only coming out as part of a YouTube video. And maybe, you know, down the road, I might want to compile them onto an album or something like that. But I, something that I think is a little unique to me is that I really shift paradigms a lot, where I'm not, not everything that I create is for the same format. So many of my songs, you know, I'll decide, oh, this is just a single, this can come out right now or it'll be part of a larger collection and I'll want to make that an album, or it'll be a piece of background music for one of my vlogs that I'm working on, but I decide to show people what went into that. But it never goes anywhere other than being the background music. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm also sometimes composing and uh, producing for other people's projects. I'm hired for, for commercial productions, so, you know, those live in their own world, too, of what you need to deliver and when. So I, I think... For me, it's really about pivoting for each project and what feels right for it. Is there some technology that you kind of miss a lot in your process? For example, maybe you want uh, a hologram of yourself <laughs> so that you don't need to, to tour, yeah? So you can just be present in someone's bedroom and perform in front of them just using a hologram or maybe VR to get kind of experience, yeah, of the performance. Or, I don't know, just name it. For example, we discussed with you uh, a few minutes ago that uh, it would be nice to have uh, some compressors for all the video files that you have. So right, yeah. by less space. I mean, if AI could get there where it could organize my files the way I wanted. That would be amazing. Um, I, th I mean, I feel like a hologram a bit already being on YouTube where, um, you know, it's, it's 
very much a one-to-one -one sort of experience, despite however, you know, whatever number is underneath the video, uh, the viewers are often in front of their phone or their laptop, and they're, you know, I'm talking directly to the camera, directly to them, and uh, I would love to explore ways that that experience could be amplified with uh, VR, with 360 video. Um, I was at YouTube headquarters a little while ago, and they were showing some ways that maybe streaming or, or video making could be done in sort of a 180 degree uh, video experience, a, what is it, like a 3D sort of thing where uh, I was watching someone do a cooking show, mm -hmm. but you really feel that much more like you're, the, you know, you're wearing the headset and you can get a bit of, of depth of field watching them and there's nothing behind you, which I think is fine. I don't think we need the, <laughs> the 360 experience for, for most types of content, but it was really cool. Uh, just to, to be more immersed in that. And so that's something that I think, uh, if it becomes more widely available, I'd love to explore. But that's a bit of a complicated technology to kind of produce all sorts of videos in this kind of VR type <laughs> by yourself. For sure, yeah. It's so much more data that needs to be collected and then uh, you know, distributed, but uh, we, we'll probably get there. Uh, speaking about being an independent artist, right, and doing all the things by yourself without like a huge team of uh, producers, I don't know, sound engineers uh, working for you. Do you think there are cert certain advantages and disadvantages? And would you recommend, for example, those artists who got tired of their labels to kind of switch into <laughs> independent mode? Yeah, I mean, I think there's benefits to both. And uh, I've been really excited about the way that I've found to do my thing um, because it allows me a lot of flexibility in, in what I create and I can you know, like I was just saying earlier, the, the song I'm inspired to write that day, if I feel like it's ready, I'll put it out tomorrow. And um, that's a flexibility and a freedom that a lot of creatives don't have. So that's something that I've prioritized, um, just being able to work on what is exciting and inspiring for me at the time. And also just being able to uh, put stuff out that prolifically and that rapidly where, um, you know, the audience I've built now knows and are happy to expect a pretty constant stream of new music uh, as I'm putting out my videos. Um, and that's something that I really like because I don't see another way in which I could be releasing as much as I do and as much as I want to when you're dealing with a traditional album cycle or a label that might have certain demands on um, when things come out, how things come out, what things should sound like even. Um, so for me, that's really worked out. But obviously, there's still uh, a lot of benefits that a team that a, a more experienced and, and bigger network can offer um, in terms of promotion. And, and my way has been a bit more grassroots. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's more fun I, the way that I do it, I think. <laughs> but you get at least some support, I don't know, from your community or, or viewers or from YouTube. For example, I know that YouTube has some programs for uh, popular YouTubers, <laughs> like they can even rent you a flat and just, you know, make it a full-time job for you. Oh, well, um, yeah, I mean, every creator's path is a little bit different on YouTube, and I know that uh, it, it can be challenging for uh, people, especially starting out, of course, to monetize what they're doing, um, because a lot of YouTubers depend on AdSense, which uh, fluctuates entirely based on the views that you're getting from month to month. Um, so I've been lucky in, in having a skill set where, you know, people who find me on YouTube may want to hire me to just do video production, just do music production that's behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, that's, 
stuff that I don't have to do as much anymore as the channel has continued to grow, but it was a thing that I could rely on to not have to um, get some other kind of job that would suck away all of my creative hours, but that I could actually be working on things that would sharpen my skills uh, in the realm that I was uh, wanting to work in. So yeah, I think um, people, people do have to find their own way and get creative with with how they monetize, and I know for a lot of artists it's still about touring, it's about the, the direct connection with the fans and being able to sell merch that way and uh, concert tickets. Uh, a new thing that's sort of starting to happen that I think is interesting, and, and I only see independent artists doing it and not people working mm. with, with more uh, on the label side of things, but uh, affiliate programs is starting to become a thing where, uh, you know, like I've got Amazon links in my video descriptions, and because I have such a a connection with my audience and I'm also sharing my process and they're like, well, maybe I should just get the same camera as Andrew and they can go and they can find the link right away and I get like five or 10%. And so this is like an entirely new avenue of, of kind of passive income that uh, is opening up for artists because they are influencing those kinds of consumer decisions a lot of the time for the people who follow them. Yeah, so it's a bit of a product placement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I just copy and paste those same links into every video and people can go see, you know, what's the camera, what's the microphone, and if they're yeah. interested, yeah. they but can But that's actually more. even useful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of would, would wish that larger artists would mm. do that. You know, I want to know what Beyonce uses and maybe, maybe I can afford it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Well, what's the next stage for you in your, I don't know, music career? Because uh, for traditional bands, yeah, with label, like, kind of, it's very predictable. Yeah, so they're going to be signed to this, for this label until they keep producing the music that label is, is happy with. Yeah. So what's the plan for you? Because uh, your content is very diverse. It's not only about music. It's also about technology. It's also about education. So would you take some particular path or you're not completely sure at the moment where it's going to take you? I do have a... a overall direction that I'm excited about that I um, won't share too much about because I think it'll spoil it. But I, I have ideas about how to experiment with the format uh, of YouTube and uh, of, of social media even and of, of bringing that all into being part of the experience of my brand and, and rather than using uh, these platforms as promotional vehicles uh, the way that is, is common for a lot of artists to kind of integrate that all into um, sort of a story that can unfold in the uh, in, in service of, of still being about my music and what I can share about it. Mm. And what do you think is the next stage for the music industry? Do you think it's going to be all artificial? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so many interesting things happening and the, the, the pace of change is continuing to accelerate. Like just hearing uh, what Benji's talking about just before us about the blockchain, that's a really exciting development, I think, just for um, kind of unifying rights and licensing. Um, there's so much happening around um, AR and VR that I think could uh, develop into new kinds of art forms, new ways of doing music videos that would be like a, an installation experience or a 360 experience that I think could be fun. Um, and, and with that, you know, would come like surround sound or maybe even interactive uh, pieces of music that change depending on how you physically interact with the, the virtual space that you're in. Um, so I think there's, there's lots going on and I, I feel like it's only going to continue to fragment because already we're seeing, you know, rather than just an artist puts out an album, you can buy it on a CD or maybe a vinyl. <laughs> now we have, well, 
where are you going to stream it from? Or, you know, do you have a YouTube account? Do you have a Spotify account or an iTunes or a title? Like all this stuff. So that's already fragmenting. And I think in addition to that, the actual medium is going to fragment. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing visual albums now becoming more of a thing. Like all of that is just, I feel like there's, there's a more, um, more opportunity for each artist to be unique in the way that they release their work. Okay, so we should be afraid yet of uh, robots performing in front of us. <laughs> Just yet. <It's> <laughs> robots performing in front of us, like yeah. robots of or whatever starts music career. <laughs> it it yeah. could, yeah, it could, everything could happen at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I guess uh, that's uh, all that we have uh, time to talk and discuss about. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for having us. Mm -hmm.